Kelly Dyernick Beach. We should just call it the Kelly Dyernick Beach Podcast. <laughs> I'm, is Joe Rogan's podcast not have a real na- uh, name? It's called the Joe Rogan Podcast. All right. Well, we don't have the the chutzpah of Joe Rogan. The we draw. could develop it. We could. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I'm Everyone, Kelly. Hey, I'm Nick. And we're unqualified. And we're going to talk to you guys about some stuff. All right. So what is um, the most important to you about the gospel? Oh, what's the most important thing I think to you right now? Right now. For me, it changes. Yeah, it changes for me too. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can pick the definitive best thing hands down about the gospel if I had to parse it out, but I think the most important thing to me right now it just kind of slaps me in the face every time I come back to it, is the intentionality of God in orchestrating the gospel. Hmm. I think when we go back and we look through Scripture, we look at Genesis, uh, we look at creation, and God has a plan for creation. Uh, we know God mm-hmm. has foreknowledge. We know God mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen. We know mm-hmm. he knows the fall's going to happen. Right. We see Genesis 3. We see man falls. And we see right off the bat, God turns to Satan, who is a serpent in the garden. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, basically in the end, you're going to lose. <laughs> right. He says right off the bat, <laughs> yeah. you're going to lose. We have <laughs> yeah. literally then, if you open up your paper Bible, which none of us have anymore. We all have those phone Bibles. But hey, I still have a paper Bible. Yeah, you have I'm a, a hard, okay. I'm a purist. I, I'm a 100% purist. I will always take my hard Bible to church. You know, discipleship, small group, whatever. Unless I have run over my Bible, which has happened, I will always be using my hard Bible. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I like to use technology. Well. Because I'm young and hip. Yeah. Those newfangled devices. Yeah, those newfangled devices. Anyway, getting back into Genesis or the Old Testament. You go through the entire Old Testament and you consistently have God's people who become the Israelites always turning against him and kind of spitting in his face. Mm-hmm. And God always, lovingly, through discipline, bring them back to them, mm-hmm. to himself, in order to orchestrate the bringing about of the Messiah, who is Christ, who is Jesus, who is his son, who intentionally goes to the cross and dies for us. And then Paul explains how salvation works later. Christ saves us, and then he causes our sanctification and causes us to grow in him. Mm-hmm. God is purely and completely, I guess, perfectly, like in a wholly perfect way, intentional in how he orchestrates salvation mm-hmm. and our sanctification and our justification. Mm-hmm. And later on, our glorification. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of slaps me in the face every time I look at the gospel. Mm-hmm. So you say like... That intentionality of God is like a part of his sovereignty, or do you think his sovereignty is a part of that intentionality? Um, I think God's intentionality is a portion of his sovereignty, and I think it's also a portion of his love. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we look at God, we see God's chief attribute is his holiness, because mm-hmm. everything else we look at that is an attribute of Christ or an attribute of God the same right? has to stem from his holiness because his holiness is his better than us in every conceivable way mm-hmm. So if we say God is sovereign, it is that he is wholly sovereign. If we say that God is mm-hmm. intentional, he is wholly intentional. Mm-hmm. 
uh, if we say God is loving, he is holy and loving. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that ties together. So I think his intentionality shows, one, his sovereignty and how we've seen it work out right. throughout Scripture, and also his love, obviously. Because hmm. that's just all over the Bible. Yeah. I think those things for you tied together in the season of life you're in because you're in a season of change choosing to trust in god rely on his love for you ultimately with how he carries you guys through Mm-hmm. yeah we definitely have a lot of change going on in life right now i've lived in the same town for eight years i went to college here mm-hmm. i graduated here mm-hmm. i've worked a few jobs here it's been kind of cushy kind of comfortable right and we're going into a big move. We're moving yeah. a few hours away. And my wife is starting grad school. And I'm looking for a new job. Yeah. And it's a lot up in the air. Yeah. And we don't know what the future holds. Right. <coughs> but we have to trust God for what the future yeah. holds. Yeah. And we know that he's intentionally orchestrating all his plans. I mean, you look at Ephesians 2.8, where God shows through the Apostle Paul that he has an intentional plan. He works out yeah. in all of his people's lives. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? What slaps you in the face? Hmm. I think, well, you know, like I said, it changes. I think um, probably through, you know, the whole time that I've been walking with God, I think one of the most important things to me is just how we don't bring anything to the table. I think I've been, I grew up in a, you know, works-based house, um, you know, we're high achievers and we look a lot to our works and what we've done um, for, you know, our, our success and satisfaction and, and praise and our worthiness. Um, so the gospel confronts that um, in a big way. Uh, you know, one of my favorite verses um, is Isaiah 55. You know, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So, like... You know, we have nothing to bring. We have nothing to add to the cross. You know, if we try, you know, we're almost, we're blaspheming the cross by trying to add on to what Christ did and accomplished on the cross, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, that is just, uh, will lead to death and, and, you know, just getting on the works treadmill, as Jerry Bridges um, likes to say. So, you know, just reminding myself that I can't add anything I can't ever do enough. You know, I just bring my rags and, um, you know, the Christ is sufficient um, for everything I've done and um, relying on that and learning to rely on that in the everyday is one of the more difficult things, um, you know, because I am, you know, achievement oriented. I'm a high achiever, but, um, you know, I have nothing left to achieve um, for God and um, nothing that I can achieve that will earn me his love or, or, or salvation or grace. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's super clear that Christ has achieved everything mm-hmm. in the working of the gospel. Yep. So explain to me how that can bring you a lot of comfort and a lot mm-hmm. of rest. Oh, man. I think... Yeah, I think just not having to, to work um, to do more. Um, you know, I'm kind of a, a work more, work, 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 um, guy. And, and it is hard to rest. You know, you sent me that, um, you know, the meme of, you know, casting all your anxieties on him and, and learning to rest in the Lord. 
um, fully and not just like casting like some of your things. So like it's easy to like cast our big sins on the Lord. Like, okay, he covered all those big things and the little things, you know, kind of not necessarily like hold to yourself, but you know, it's easy to say, well, Christ died for my big sins, but um, I'm going to work to, you know, take care of my pride or I'm going to work to be a better dad or I'm going to work, um, you know, to achieve more at work or work to love my wife more like, well, through Christ, we have the sufficiency to do all of those things because we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we can't ever, you know, keep working to do any of those things perfectly. We have to rely on Christ for all of those little things, not just the big things, not just the big sin, not just our big salvation, but we have to, you know, rely on him in all of life um, and through all of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a huge point. And to give you guys a better example of this thing that we're talking about is it's a picture of Jesus saying, hey, I want you to cast all your anxieties on me because he says that in the scriptures. And then we have this guy who gives him like 75% of the stuff, but he wants to keep 25% of the stuff because he can work on that stuff. It's the Ron Swanson meme, right? It says, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. And he says, wait, I worry what you heard me say was, give me some bacon and eggs. I said, give me all of the bacon and eggs that you have. So what you see in the next frame is Jesus saying, no, you need to give me all of your anxieties and everything you're worrying about and everything on your mind, and I will take care of all of it. It's not some of it or part of it or most of it, but it is all of it 100%, nothing left over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want the, the podcast to be about, you know, faith and our faith lived out every day and applied every day. Um, but we're also into fitness, like being fit and exercising. And, you know, the Lord, um, you know, calls us to be stewards and the Lord created us in his image. So we should take care of the bodies that he gave us. So, Nick, what do you think is the most important thing to you about fitness right now? Well, I think... This kind of goes off the exact same vein of how I answered the previous question. Mm. God is super intentional with the gospel. Mm. I think we need to be super intentional and focused in planning our fitness. Because mm. I think if we're mm-hmm. not intentional and focused in planning our fitness, yep. we're not going to get the results we want. Yeah, my favorite planning or my favorite you know phrase is proper planning prevents poor performance. Exactly, exactly. It's like if I am some psychopath and I want to go run an ultra marathon. Yeah, I have got to train. I know a few of those. I've got to train like a psychopath to go run that ultra marathon. Because if me right now get off, if I go get off this couch and I go try to run an ultra marathon, I'm gonna get eight miles in, and you will see me in a ditch on the side of the road. You get eight miles in. That's pretty far. I'm being ambitious. Yeah. This is a long. <laughs> I have a, a lot of self confidence, Kelly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Eight miles. I'd be done at like. But if I go out every day and I run consistently and I get up to this point where I can run 10-mile days all the time Mm -hmm. and I start recreationally running marathons like some guys out there do and I work up and I run – 50 k's and i work up there and i run 75 k's and i get up there about running so much (laughs) the point is the point is you have to be intentional about what you're training for another example if i want to go bench press 400 pounds now we're talking i'm going to crush squat or deadlift okay if i want to go squat all right 400 pounds right now yeah on these legs yeah 
you're going to have to pick me up off the floor after you somehow get this bar off me. Yeah. Because I cannot squat you 400 might die. pounds. I might die. That does happen. Yeah. It's not good. The point is, if you are unintentional about how you're training, right. you're not going to get the results yeah. or you're going to hurt yourself. Yep. Because that's what happens. Yep. Every time I've gotten injured, usually running, I used to run a lot back in the day, mm-hmm. is I was not well coached mm-hmm. and I was not intentionally coached in a way to prevent injury. Yeah. And then injuries would just come naturally with overtraining or improper training yep. and overdoing it on yep. whatever I was training for. I have always hated running, if you can't tell, but I, I hate running. But when I was in college, my senior year, I started working out. I had a set of weights in my apartment, and uh, but I, I was losing weight pretty rapidly, actually. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to add running to this. And so I just, I you know, I had some experience in you know high school weight class, so I knew how to generally lift weights. But I was no experience running. I was a bad runner. I had asthma as a kid. So, you know, I was like, <clears throat> so I don't run. So I would just like walk down my front door and I like jogged down the block. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, it's the very definition of unintentional exercise. And I'm pretty sure I walked or I ran, you know, oh, maybe two blocks and I stopped and I turned around. And I was like, I am not doing this. <laughs> I just walked back to my apartment, and I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to work out. And I ended up, dude, I lost probably, I think I ended up losing 25 or 30 pounds my senior year of college just from lifting weights, which is awesome. Um, and that's why I don't run, because running is stupid. And because you tried it once. I've tried it more than once. In fact, this morning I ran sprints, and it did suck. So I stand by what I said. Um. Yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, the most important part of, of fitness is, is longevity. You know, I'm a dad. I have two two boys. And um, I think when I was a young man working out, you know, like I worked out for fun, really, literally because I was bored my senior year of college. Um, and, you know, there was times in my life where I was like, oh, I think it'd be a good idea to work out. But there's like no follow through. There's no like reason I remember leading up to my wedding, I got like this horrendous like dieting pills, basically just caffeine that was supposed to make you shoot your metabolism through yeah, the roof. Yeah, kind it, was, of thing. it made me feel awful, so I took it like twice, and then I was like, "This is not worth it." And I, but I didn't even have the willpower to like do basic exercise to get in shape for my wedding and. You know, we got married, and then it was like, oh, I have this weight set. I should work out, and there's just no follow-through at all. But I have kids, and, you know, I want to be around. And, you know, one of the overarching goals, I think, is that I want to be able to play catch with my kids when they're, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. I want to be able to go out in the backyard and, and, and play with them and, and have fun with them. Um, so I think for me, you know, longevity and, like I said, you know, taking care of the body that God has given us, um, you know, treating it well and and – the way to do that, I believe, is by not running because running is stupid. If you run, you're just gonna di- live longer, but you're gonna die sore. All right, so it's quite possible. Yeah, so let's just do some squats and deadlifts and a lot of other exercises. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, boiling it down, but I'm a, a big into weights and you know, um, yeah, just you know, being healthy for the long haul so that. 
you know, you're not just lifting weights in your 20s and 30s, but, you know, you're getting under the squat bar when you're 45, 55, 65, and 75. Um, and, you know, being able to get after it and, and get around and be mobile and, you know, stand up and tie your shoes and walk down the hall without, you know, worrying about falling over or um, hurting yourself or throwing out your back, um, you know, is important to me. So, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why I, you know, just want to be fit. Um, but I also love tacos and cookies. So, um, and I, I, you can tell, you know, it's like, Oh, that guy probably deadlifts and eats tacos like a lot. So in fact, we had a, a burritos tonight for dinner. They were that pretty good. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had healthy whole for whole 30 food because oh, dude, my wife's really into that right now. No, it was a skillet pan of some turkey sausage. Oh, it was pretty good. Better than those turkey pepperonis I brought over that one time. Oh. Uh, and potatoes and cut up peppers. So turkey sausage, potatoes, and cut up peppers. peppers. Yeah, I got all my good food groups, guys. Man, you gotta eat some beef. Yeah, beef is good for you. I had some beef two days ago. It was pretty you had good. Some beef two days ago. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh. You sound like the guy's like, oh, I just read my Bible two days ago. I'm fine. Are <laughs> you saying I should eat beef as much as I read my Bible? Yeah. Why not? Because I'll read my Bible daily. Yeah. I guess I should eat beef yeah, daily. There's nothing wrong with eating beef. Hopefully we can get daily. these beef prices down. Well, yeah. Yeah. I looked into, you know, we're out in Kansas, so I looked into getting whole beef, and that is, it is a lot of money. Yeah. You could spend a mortgage payment getting a half of a cow. Which is, I mean, that's 250 pounds of beef, but beef's good for you, man. That's beef every day. Yeah. 250 days. There's nothing wrong with that. 250 days? That's a lot of beef. It's more like a year. I mean, yeah. You gotta eat more beef. The kids kids aren't eating that much, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with some beef. Mm -hmm. Throw some beef in there. It'll make you feel good. Promise. Yeah. Plus, you start lifting weights, you're gonna need to feed feed the... You gotta feed the muscles. Feed the muscles. Feed the body with beef. So hey, so to try to end on topic, so we don't go down too many rabbit holes, rabbit trails, whatever you call them these days. Uh, we named this podcast unqualified because we're just kind of two average guys working some nine to fives. I cannot emphasize enough how little we know about what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, we're both Christians, so we got that going. We both try to work yeah. out, so we got that going. That's about so we're it. making a podcast yeah. about it for yeah. all you average guys out there like us. Yeah, and gals. And gals. We love the Lord. We I love to lift weights. Nick loves to run, which I... Eh, I don't really love no. to run anymore. I kind of just like to be active. Now we're talking. I like some ultimate frisbee. All right. Yeah, pretty good time. Yep. I try to get into soccer. I'm not good at uh, it. Running. Yeah, I guess that's our cardio. Yeah. 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 It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. We'll yeah. get you there. But... All right. Well, guys. Till next time. Till next time. See you later.